1: One of those nights where I'm in the other studio doing work and I'm completely buried in it and I have zero idea what time it is. Good thing I didn't miss my own show. That'd be, well, that would be a new problem. That'd be a first. Actually, it would probably be a second because there was one time when I was taking a nap at home before a show. This goes back years and years ago. Uh, It was one night when I was using an older cell phone as my alarm, not my current cell, uh, but I was using an older one and didn't realize that the battery was slowly dying, as in like dying, dying, not just dying to be recharged, but actually dying. And of course, the battery can never die when it's the daytime and you're not using it. Uh, so, so I fell asleep. The alarm did not go off. What's really funny about that is that I rarely ever sleep more than two, three hours at a time without waking up. In the daytime, I have a horrific, horrific track record when it comes to sleeping more than, say, two hours at a shot. That's the issue is that I'm constantly waking up. Anyway, on this particular night, I slept four hours or evening. It was an evening. I slept four hours and didn't blink. So I wake up. And instantly realize something's wrong because I haven't heard my alarm. I don't know what night it is, what, what time it is. And I pick up my phone. Well, I pick up the phone and realize it's dead. And then the panic as in the jolts of panic that sets in. <laughs> and so <laughs> I remember shooting up straight out of bed, looking at the clock, realizing it's literally 15 minutes to showtime. No one has called me. No one has done anything. Uh, and obviously I was late. Maybe it wasn't 15 minutes to show time. Maybe it was 15 minutes until I had to be in my car. No, 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 no. Let's see. It was probably about one fifteen Eastern time because I remember thinking, even if I left right this second, I would just be walking in the door when my show began. And it took me 15 minutes to get ready, to get dressed, to get the dog outside. I, I couldn't leave without getting her out. So, yeah, it was one of those nights where I was 15 minutes late. Well, one of those nights? It was the only night when I was fifteen minutes late to my own show. So thankfully, tonight I was actually in the building. And uh, as <laughs> as the uh, as the editing is taking place. I sent Jay a text and did not hear back and was like, oh, wait a minute, what time is it? Okay, well, got some place to be. Got somewhere to go, baby. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Thanks so much for joining us. Just in time to hear my ridiculous stories. Uh, There's so many more where that came from. You can find me on Twitter, Radio, Also on our Facebook page, After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Just as a side note, when I do have recurring, I wouldn't say nightmares, but bad dreams. A lot of times it's about running late to work and not being able to get there in time because I can't make my feet move. Have you ever had a dream like that? You're trying to run and it's not working. You're not able to move forward. And and so I have these these awful dreams where I'm crawling and I'm trying to run and I, oh, and then I'm trying to scream and nothing's coming out. Yeah, just, I have got a very, yes, hello, Tom Brady. I've got a very active subconscious, and sometimes it throws me for a loop. And then I wake up and I think, oh, praise Jesus, that was not real. Hey, speaking of Tom Brady, uh, producer Jay, producer extraordinaire, uh, the announcement that we got happened, what, two hours after... We had gotten off the air, not even two hours after we had gotten on the air or off the air. Excuse me. So on Wednesday morning, we are, well, I don't even know what I was reading a book or getting ready to read a book. I was in bed. I'd already walked the dog, had breakfast. I have no idea what producer Jay was doing, um, but I'm assuming he was, well, he doesn't sleep at the same hours that I do. What were you doing? I was sending emails yesterday morning when I got home. Sending emails. Sounds like fun. Uh, so, <laughs> it right. I get a text message at the same time. Well, I got a text message from Jay about Tom Brady. Then I get a text message from someone else about Tom Brady. Uh, then I happen to be, as I'm looking at my phone, I'm thinking, oh, okay, well, I'll check out Twitter. And, of course, I open it up and there is the video from one Tom Brady. Uh, so, yes, he, well, he attempted to ruin my sleep. It did not happen. Uh, but I... Was a little bit annoyed that he decided to do it right after we get off the air. No, no, I wasn't. I knew it would be the dominant story today, and it still is the number one story tonight. If you have not heard his announcement, he was emotional, to be sure. And maybe you feel like you should reserve judgment or make jokes about: Is this for real? Is it for you know? Is it actually retirement this time? If you see the video, he is convinced that it's for good and it's for real. Obviously, we are human beings and we do change our minds. And if there's anyone who's going to struggle with saying goodbye to football, it will likely be a Tom Brady because he has been all in for so long. It's all he's known. But... As we find out more information about his season and his mindset, his emotions, it seems as though this makes sense. Not, by the way, because he can't play football anymore. That's not why. So we'll let you hear from Tom Brady in his own words. Coming up in mere moments. Also, (laughs) I spent nearly two hours of my life on Wednesday listening to the Jason and Travis Kelsey podcast called New Heights. I don't always listen. Well, actually, this is the first time I've ever listened to the podcast in its entirety, meaning running straight through it. And... I will say they didn't talk about football till 20 minutes in, other than a brief mention of the fact that it was going to be the Kelsey Bowl. They do all kinds of goofy stuff. It's stream of consciousness. It's rambling. It's It's just their personalities. And the two of them together, which is completely awesome. They do not take themselves too seriously. And football wasn't even remotely the lead for them. It wasn't even remotely the top story in their New Heights podcast, even though they recorded it what, 48 hours after they became or they know that they will become the first brothers ever to face off In a Super Bowl. And no, the Harbaugh's do not count. They were not playing. So yes, these are the first two brothers who are playing against each other in a Super Bowl. So I spent a bunch of time laughing along with these two goofballs. I really enjoyed the podcast. It just cracks me up that it was two hours and they didn't get to football. They weren't even talking about the AFC championship and everything that happened with Travis Kelsey and his his shout-outs to Cincinnati and the Burrowhead My Ass... They didn't even get to that till an hour and 15 minutes into the podcast. <laughs> they had, I mean, they had some other important stuff to get to, if you don't mind. But Travis did start out the podcast. His greeting was, You bleeping jabronis. You jabroni. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like me calling you all beeps earlier this week. You bleeping jabronis. Uh, so, we are going to hear from them because, although, Jat, I, I, I'm a little confused. And I really do want to know did you just not like the cuts that I sent you? <laughs> so, I was like time stamping. This is what you do when you're in radio, it's very nerdy. I was listening to the podcast and time stamping the cuts that I really liked. But I went back and listened to them, and they're not the ones that I really liked. So, I'm wondering did you not like the ones I picked?
2: I don't know what happened, but the timestamps just were not matching up to what I was using, like, at all. It was, like, kind of close. but I got a lot of them, and then some other ones I found, and I figured we had, like, I don't know, I had a lot. So, they were all good. So, I figured hmm. we had enough.
1: That's too bad. Uh, maybe I'll go back and save I can find them, because some of the stuff about the NFC championship game uh, with Jason was really funny. So, we'll get a little bit of reaction. Uh, hopefully, there's some of the the goofy stuff in here that made me laugh out loud. Um, yeah, the, (laughs) the brothers are, they're fun. They're a lot of fun. I think they're refreshing and I know everybody has a podcast these days. It is impossible to listen to all of them. Um, but this one having spent two hours of my life that I don't even want back, uh, I, I feel like I could invest a little more in I learned a bunch from them, too. And actually, there was one moment on the podcast where Jason was talking about some strategy that the Eagles employ. And Travis jumps in and says, oh, are you giving Spags, meaning Steve Spagnolo, the Chiefs defensive coordinator, a little assist here? And Jason goes, oh, I'm sure he was going to see it on tape. And then he stops and he says, no, wait, dang it. <laughs> you got me. I can't believe I said that. Can I take that out? Can we take that out? So, yeah, they're they're very authentic, and as I say, it's very much stream of consciousness, which honestly is a lot of what I do on the radio here. So, Brady, Brady reaction, the Kelsies finally in their own words. John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan, oh, Jimmy Garoppolo, now for real. <laughs> I actually feel like this could be more of a joke than the Tom Brady for real. Uh, For real, he's not going to be with the Niners next season. He is one of those quarterbacks who is a free agent, and Kyle Shanahan has confirmed confirmed, uh, that Garoppolo will not be part of the equation moving forward. And that makes sense because they've got two super cheap QBs, although Brock Purdy may not be available uh, until they get all the way to training camp or even closer to the preseason. Uh, Kellen Moore introduced by the Chargers. So that's a lot of what's happening in football. And then also a little bit of basketball. Just beware. I, I feel like I need to put an ugly stamp on At least one of the games that we're going to (laughs) go over tonight. Uh, The Warriors playing in overtime yet again. This one taking place in Minneapolis. And Dame, well, he's up to his old torrid tricks. So we got a lot to talk about and always excited to connect with you. I really appreciate the tweets and the Facebook messages that you sent throughout the day on Thursday. Wait, Thursday? Is today Thursday? Thursday. No, today's Wednesday. Okay, sorry. Whoops. Uh, Today is February 1st, Wednesday, 2023. I woke up on Wednesday and was mostly anticipating that I would have a bunch of Ask Amy Anything questions to answer because that's our hump show. And so our hump show, we... Do We give you the option of sending in questions and a lot of times I go back during the day on Wednesday and I will answer as many as I can short. If I can get to them succinctly, I will do it. So that's what I expected to find on our social media when I awakened from my not-so-beautomous slumber. Uh, and then I opened up Twitter and then Facebook and realized that many of you had sent me messages about National Women and Girls in Sports Day. And I was not expecting that. To be fair, I didn't even know it was National. I guess it's National Girls and Women in Sports Day. Sometimes I say it backwards. So as long as you have both in there, National Girls and Women in Sports Day. Didn't even realize it until I got your messages and also saw a few posts from young women that I have crossed paths with in the business or that I'm currently attempting to support and encourage and mentor. So that was really neat. Uh, Thank you for all of those kind words. A little bit later on the show, a conversation with longtime sportscaster and host, She's with Sirius XM NFL Radio. She's also with the 33rd team. I, one of my new favorite follows on Twitter because of all the football expertise that you find there. I spoke with Jade McCarthy a couple hours ago. Uh, she's She's got a different schedule than us. And so we're able to record the conversation a little while ago. Uh, but it was neat to be able to have her and to be able to promote her as a guest on National Girls and Women in Sports Day. And not just that, but Lindsay Rhodes. But I don't know how many times in my career I've had back-to-back shows with female guests talking about football. So this is a treat. And I wish I could tell you it was planned around Girls and Women in Sports Day. It was not. It was uh, just the luck of the draw. A huge blessing to be able to hang out with Lindsay last night. We laughed. I sent her a text on Wednesday to say, Lynn? I was tired and cranky when I got to work last night, but then talking to you just changed all of that. it It gave me reasons to laugh, and we had such a good time. and and so I told her thank you for that that she really picked me up. Uh, and then talking to Jade is always inspirational. she's she's just got a unique, perspective, and actually as a New Englander, uh, fun to ask her about Tom Brady, and I want to ask you the same thing that I will ask Jade, and that is favorite or least favorite, either one of those, I don't care which one it is, it could be memorable, it could be unforgettable for either one of those reasons, because you loved it or because it crushed your soul, favorite or least favorite, Tom Brady Playoff memory. I would say Super Bowl memory, but let's open it up a little more. Tom Brady postseason moment. I can think of a bunch of them already. Some positive for Brady, others not so positive for Brady. I remember once that, he actually he said it more than once, but I remember hearing him say it for the first time that he remembered and stewed over and thought about the losses the losses in the super bowls stuck with him more than the wins that is ultra competitive that's one of the signs is that you replay and regret and you have a harder time letting go of the painful moments the losses than you do celebrate the wins It's a blessing and a curse because that drive is what keeps you near the top or keeps you relevant. We see that in sports a lot. But that drive also very rarely allows you to rest. And for more than 20 years, it's not been a lot of rest for Tom Brady. So that's what I hope for him. And I don't just mean physical rest. I mean mental, emotional, even spiritual rest true rest and peace and if he wants to getting fat no i don't i don't know if tom brady will get fat but he probably wouldn't allow himself ever to do that but i hope for him that he can truly rest spend some time with his family his parents who are older his mom's gone through cancer his kiddos who are school age obviously playing sports and and engage in activities of their own. Maybe siblings. He's an uncle. He's got friends. He'll certainly keep himself busy. Has anyone checked on Greg Olson? I actually did not look on Twitter to see if Greg Olson (laughs) had uh, put a message out there for Brady. He's very classy. I have a, a high opinion of Greg. I'm glad he'll get a Super Bowl in for Fox because this week, sorry, this year is the Fox Super Bowl, which means he will be on the call with Kevin Burkhart. But I wonder his thoughts too, only because I'm a broadcaster and that's how I think. So you can find me on Twitter, ALaw radio, and then on our Facebook page too. Your least favorite Tom Brady Super Bowl moment, but also you can give me your favorites. Your favorite Tom Brady postseason moment there's a lot to choose from huh (laughs) that's the thing is i'm pretty sure we'll have a variety of answers because there is a lot to choose from thanks for hanging out with us i promise to keep an eye on the clock from now on it's after hours with amy lawrence on cbs sports radio
0: you are listening to the after hours podcast
2: have a good relationship with him now, and um, he, he gives me a lot of advice. Uh, yeah, seriously, so he, he gives me some advice to help me. I mean, uh, why would you not want to learn?
0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa
2: Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,
3: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
2: I'm the GOAT, man. So uh, anytime anybody like that wants to give me advice, I'll I'll take it in. And uh, it's it's cool to see the guys that you've watched growing up your whole life uh, be able to talk to you on that type of uh, platform.
0: This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence.
1: It is now official exactly one year after Tom Brady first retired but only stayed retired for just over a month. This time you can tell, uh, at least in his voice, that he believes this is it. Obviously, human beings change their minds. Uh, Rob Gronkowski had a funny post on social when the announcement first dropped. Welcome to the two-times retired club. (laughs) There are some really incredible athletes who have retired more than once. uh, And so that's kind of funny. But it did seem like Brady gave it everything he had this year Emotionally was spent, according to the reports by Jeff Darlington, one word that describes Brady over the last six months is exhausted. Not just exhausted because of everything he left on the field and because this was a challenging season for Tampa Bay, but also because of the toll in his personal life. Which, once again, just reminds me how callous people are as... Humans, even those who've been through divorces, somehow it seemed like the majority of people that you would see or hear weighing in, and I am referring to sports fans, were making jokes about Brady and his divorce. Not funny. (laughs) Not funny at all. Not funny the toll that it takes on individuals, but also not funny the toll that it takes on children. It's one thing you'll never hear me joke about except for, shoot, Kim Kardashian. What NBA player was she married to for seven minutes? I forgot his name. Chris something. Chris Humphries. Thank you. Uh, that that one I made jokes about. Otherwise, divorce is, is no laughing matter. And I feel for him uh, as a woman who's been through a lot of this in my own family it definitely takes a toll. You could all, as I say, you could almost hear it in his voice. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. So on Twitter, a Law Radio, and then also on our Facebook page, After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Uh, I am excited to share some of uh, the Tom Brady postseason memories that I won't forget. And this is even going back to before I was in the business officially. Uh, but also one that I got to witness in person, unforgettable hallmark in my career. Uh, So whether it's on Twitter or on our Facebook page, After Hours with Amy Lawrence, appreciate hearing from you, 855-212-4227. Brady himself this time with a simple message on social media.
0: Good morning, guys. I'll get to the point right away. I'm retiring for good. I could go on forever. There's too many. Um, Thank you guys for allowing me to live my absolute dream. I wouldn't change a thing. Love you all.
1: You can hear it in his voice. That was what struck me was the emotion of it. Where we didn't have quite the same emotion from him last year. Uh, Last year, even in the wake of his announcement, I remember him being on his podcast with Jim Gray, and I wouldn't say he was detached, but it seemed matter of fact, instead of a decision that really took everything out of him and that he knew he was married to. I don't need to give you the numbers, right? But I will anyway. 23 seasons, seven Super Bowl rings five Super Bowl MVP awards, three league MVP awards, and a second-place finish when he was 44 years old to one Aaron Rodgers. The most passing yards in the regular season all time. The most regular season TDs, duh. The most playoff passing yards and TDs. And actually, if you put the regular season and the playoffs together... He is well over, actually, he's closer to 103,000 passing yards in his career, which is obscene. Incredible, but also obscene. And he's at roughly 740, 700, I think he's just shy of 740 touchdowns in his career, passing touchdowns. Uh, He also, and I remember when this happened because it was such a big deal, he also has more than a 1,000 rushing yards in his career, but mostly on quarterback sneaks, which is kind of crazy. The majority of his rushes, quote-unquote, were QB sneaks. Bob Kraft is one who has a great relationship with Tom Brady, and he always talked about Mr. Kraft and the fact that the craft supported him and gave him uh, an opportunity to play in New England. Where, of course, he spent 20 years, and Bob was one of the first to speak out on Wednesday.
0: Tommy's announcement today, it just made me pause and think how lucky we were and are at the New England Patriots To be part of something that's been in existence for over 100 years, and whether it's 50,000 or 100,000 players who have played the game, we have had the number one player in the history of the game.
1: That's fairly synonymous. I decided to go against the grain and not use the goat emoji. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but that w- had to be trending on social media, at least on Twitter, on Wednesday, because everyone was using uh, the goat emoji, the goat acronym, the just the goat hashtag, whatever it is. Bill Belichick, of course, issuing a statement too. And I, I would say it's funny, but whether it was last year and people felt like they said their piece last year, or whether it's now you can't say it enough, what Tom Brady has meant to football, what Tom Brady has meant to the quarterback position. He's raised the bar, not just for his own teams and his own teammates, but for every other quarterback that will play in this league. They're going to be compared. At least their numbers will be compared with Tom Brady. And how many of today's quarterbacks grew up watching Tom Brady at the pinnacle of his career. It's a little bit like a Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods spawned a generation of young golfers who, they're maybe more athletic, now they can hit the ball farther, but they wanted to be Tiger Woods. That's why they fell in love with the game. Tom Brady did that. He inspired a younger generation of quarterbacks who now are incredible and we get to watch, but other than Aaron Rodgers, Marco Belletti's here in studio, This is it, right? We've we've seen. uh, Matt Ryan, I suppose you could say he's he's part of that, too. I don't think Matt's a Hall of Famer, though. And so, I mean, I guess borderline, borderline. right? Um, But Aaron Rodgers will be. Mm -hmm. Ben Roethlisberger will be. Mm -hmm. Eli Manning will be. Obviously, Tom will be Mm -hmm. uh, the second that he is eligible. We know Peyton Manning's already in. Um, This Jet Phillip Rivers is probably a Hall of Famer. I would say also borderline, Borderline. but I think his numbers would stack up. So we'll see how that works out. But this generation of quarterbacks, this older group, even going back to Brett Favre's retirement, um, but even more the last few years, they're gone, except for Aaron They're gone. Yeah, I
3: mean, the only one I think that you could probably throw in there is Matthew Stafford. He's maybe got another year. A little bit younger,
1: though. Yeah. Yeah. But he's thirty-four
3: now. He's in that Matt Ryan, um, in that Matt Ryan age Mm -hmm. group. So yeah, but I mean, that this is the next generation. We're into the Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow. We've gone into the next crop of great quarterbacks, and the one that we saw, uh, this is pretty much it. I mean, once Aaron Rodgers walks away, Mm -hmm. yeah, that was the last of. That grouping, you know, we had the the Elways, the Marinos, all that. The Je- Jim Montana's, Kellys, right, and young. then it, you know it moved in, and then you got the Rodgers and the Brady's and the Mannings, and now we've slid into the, you know, Mahomes and Burrow and Josh Allen and whoever else you want to throw into. Herbert
1: that Lawrence, yeah, Lawrence I, I, is still a little younger, but yeah,
3: I'm still to me those those three guys and everybody else, but that's me.
1: Gotcha, Uh just. For clarification, Ryan is 37. Stafford is 34, so a little bit younger. That's why I guess I didn't include him in that group. He still, to me, feels like if he gets healthy, he's got a few more years to go. Mm, Maybe. Uh, But yeah, Rodgers is going to be 40.
3: Right. Now, Rodgers has been playing – I mean, people kind of forget. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, it's not like it was – you know, so many years later, I mean, he got drafted in 05, right?
1: And then he he sat out the first three seasons, so he didn't take over until 08.
3: R- right, yeah. '05. The, the, the Rivers, the I man that was 04. It's not like, you know, right. th- those guys are retired, but yeah. Aaron Rodgers it was a year later. It's not like it was, yeah. you know, five, six, seven years later. It was the next year. He's just playing longer, and he's still able to do it if he wants to continue at, you know, 40 years old. He's still able to annoy us. Well, that too, but he can still play.
1: You weren't here when I had a moment that I wish I could maybe have taken back or minced my words. I'll tell you really quickly. Uh, it was, we were just about to get off the air on Wednesday morning. And so we're literally about 30 seconds left to go in the hour. And we're playing, a, we had just gotten done playing some of Aaron Rodgers from the Pat McAfee show on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And the, the specific um, the specific sarcasm over him not hanging out with his teammates. And I, I agree with all of that, but there was just something about the way he said it that just, it just drips with. Yeah. And so I, I made the unfortunate comment that every now and then I wish I could give him a jab to the nose, a quick jab to the nose, and then I thought, oh no, I'm going to get in trouble for that. Maybe I should take that. I'm
0: back. offended. How and could so,
3: you possibly say that?
1: And I'm so, like, Jake, yeah. can we dump that? But it's too late because we're already into the back bed. There was no way to be able to dump it. Back bed beating music. Sorry for those of you that don't know the shop talk. Anyway, yeah, I I just from mo- lost my head for a moment there. Yeah, no, I would never hit anyone in the face. I got no
3: problem with that. I think we all know what you meant.
1: I maybe, maybe a quick bop to the nose, like a cat sometimes smacks a dog in the face just like whack.
3: I think that's all fair. (laughs) I think that's all fair. But
1: I'm not a violent person. I just want to clarify. I've only ever, uh, have I ever punched someone? He threw a punch. I don't think I've ever punched someone. I have smacked a drunk guy who wouldn't get out of my way before. He Mm -hmm. was very inappropriate and he was, yeah, he was inappropriate he wouldn't move out of my way and so I and he, I slapped him. That was it. I felt so guilty afterwards. (laughs) That was way back when I was like just out of college though.
2: I got punched.
1: <laughs> I don't think I've ever been punched either, actually. Have I not lived? I guess I've not lived.
3: Uh, I don't know if I put that in the category of not lived.
1: Kickbox. I've kicked people before. That's my go-to move when we're wrestling. Always kick. Hmm. Always use the legs. Hmm. <laughs> if you're not going to punch hmm. me in my face when you see me, then shut up. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't talking about you, Draymond, but okay. <laughs> if you say so. It was just, you know, like a quick pop. That's all. Just a watch your mouth pop. Uh,
3: again, uh, I think that's fair. And I think Aaron Rodgers has probably heard that many, many, <laughs> many a time. He
1: probably is trying to get that reaction. I I get the sense he wants to get under our skin. Uh, maybe. As much I as he really says know. he doesn't care what people no, say.
3: No, that's one thing that I'll so push back. Not he true. is so sensitive. It's, it's, he is. It's unbelievable.
0: Am, again. You know, not, you know, egomaniacal.
3: Y- yeah. Right, you can't. And this is where I, I get into trouble because I'm I'm big on consistency. I always say all the time, I don't care if you're going to be a big giant jerk. I don't care if you're <laughs> if you're going to be giant nice, jerk. Be you. The only thing I ask is consistency. It can't be where it's I'm this way, but only when it suits me, and then I'm going to go on the other side of it when it's not good for. No, 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 no. So for Aaron Rodgers, my only beef for this whole thing has been. He is so sensitive with anybody that has anything to say negative about him, but then he's going to turn around and act like a jerk, and he's going to be like, oh, well, I could say what I want, I could do what I want because I don't care what anybody says. If you're going to say that, then you have to follow up, and he doesn't follow up because he's concerned about everything anybody says. And that's the stuff that makes me nuts.
1: He definitely likes to give it back as much as he takes it. And that's just a, you can't win that game as a public figure. You can't win that game. Eventually you get overruled by social, but whatever. I i do think he enjoys this platform and and that's what he wants to talk about. So.
3: Yeah. Again, that's all fine. Like I said, I just, I, I'm, you know, not to get into it because the COVID stuff makes me nuts, but yep. like the whole thing. No, no we no, do not the, talk about that on the again, show. It's not about that. It's about the, you know, the immunized. And now he makes a joke about it all the time about everything you ran and hid. You were afraid. You were scared. Okay. You ran. Zip it, Marco. And now now you want to make fun of it. No, we're not talking about this anymore.
1: (laughs) I hate that whole discussion. It's ridiculous. Especially in light of what we know now, again, that's got nothing to do with what happened there. No, 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 no. no, I don't care. It's the overreaction was ridiculous, and we're not going there. Separate. We're not going separate and ridiculous. Okay, good, great. Now that we got that done, quit bop to the nose. That's all I was saying. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence.
0: You are listening to the After Hours podcast.
2: Tatum, deep on the left side, steps to his left, into a three, got it. The Celtics are eight of eight from three. They have a 30-point lead and it took them nine minutes to get it. Where
3: were you the night this happened? Boston by 31, we're in the final minute of the first half.
0: Tatum
3: steps back on Sharp and drills another three. He's got 23 in the first half. The Celtics have made 13 threes. And they have themselves a 34-point lead. It matches their largest. Tatum, he goes behind the back to Derek White, who up fakes the three. Return to Tatum. He's open. Straightaway three. Swish. His sixth of the night. Seven for Jalen, six for Jason. He's got 28. We're
1: at 105-70. to 70.
0: This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence.
1: Sean Grandy and Cedric Maxwell on Celtics Radio and even... If you believe that this was not going to be a competitive game between a shorthanded Nets club in Boston against the Celtics, uh, who've been not just a much better team than the Nets in their head-to-heads, but have... Been one of the best teams in the NBA through the bulk of, I I would say, going back to November, December uh, when they got up there. The Nets had a real nice run, but without Kevin Durant, they're a below 500 team. So you may not have thought this was going to be a competitive game, but did you anticipate that there would be a 30-point lead in the first quarter? (laughs) That's how they started out in Boston, and... uh, The Celtics actually led by as many as 49. So it was 46 to 16 after the first quarter, and the hole got a little bit deeper from that point. So Jason Tatum had 18 the first quarter, 31 overall, didn't really have to play the fourth quarter. Jalen Brown had 26, and this was an overwhelming performance from the jump.
2: I just thought we got off to a great
3: start. I thought we chose to be aggressive on both ends of the floor, and we weren't reactive. We were proactive uh, just in our approach uh, to both ends. And uh, I thought that mindset kind of started it for us.
0: Good to mix it up a little bit. You know, these 47-minute nights I've been having in in overtime games, is good to, you know, be able to rest the the fourth quarter and, um, you know, let some of the guys that, you know, don't always get opportunity to play. Uh, So it it was good. I like the way we came out. Obviously, we shot the ball well, but I think just our attention uh, to to the game plan to play the right way and um you know, we were just we were, you could tell we were ready to go from the jump
1: The Celtics, when they are able to take care of the basketball and not turn it over, and that really does apply to Jason Tatum, if you remember uh, last year in the NBA playoffs, he set a record for the number of turnovers. when they take care of the basketball, uh, they've got plenty of weapons. I know Marcus Smart has been injured. Uh, so that's a piece of of, I think was it, a three game losing streak for them. Um, that's part of it because they're missing their point guard, their heart and soul there. Uh, but we've seen other guys step up for them. They definitely are deep enough. It's about taking care of the basketball, making smart decisions. Same thing with the Warriors, right? How often do we see them get derailed by turnovers? And that's really one of those situations where a team can beat itself if you don't take care of that precious pumpkin, as Kyrie Irving calls it. Also, Kyrie is not feeling the Kevin Durant isn't playing excuse anymore.
2: I don't want to keep saying we're developing, we're developing. Uh, and We are where we are, but we, we take accountability for Uh, times like tonight where we just don't look like ourselves and um, just take it on the chin and move forward. Just as part of NBA, sometimes this was a night where they hit first, they hit hard, and uh, it hurt. And uh, we weren't able to get off the the mat like we needed to and respond like we have in the past. So you take this one on the chin and you keep moving. 46-16 to from the first quarter. I take the blame of all of it, of not having them... Uh, detail to the game plan, the discipline that it takes to get hit on the road and respond. So a little bit of everything. I got to do my part.
1: Both coaches weighing in. It's a tale of two different perspectives (laughs) on Wednesday night. It was that game that was nationally televised as well. And so... Not quite delivering the drama that the national TV execs would expect or hope. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, We will get to a little more of the NBA night, the night on the hard court, the NBA night on the hard court coming up. You may know by now or have heard about it that the trade deadline is approaching. That is about a week away. Uh, And then not too long after that, uh, it's all-star break. And so the, the NBA is... It's past the the halfway point, um, but they'll finally have a chance to catch their breath a little bit when they get to the all-star break. I assume, you know what happens when you assume, that we're going to see LeBron with his incredible piece of history ascending to the top of the NBA scoring mountain sometime in the next week. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is supposed to be on hand for the games in Los Angeles, which I think is really neat. And as of Wednesday, so going into uh, – the, they, they have two home games next week, but going into his next couple games, just 89 points shy of Kareem. Could you imagine if he was within 30 and decided he needed a load management day or the team decided that he should take a night off? <laughs> That's anyway. what real men do. <laughs> They've got two home games next week, the Thunder on Tuesday, the Bucks on Thursday, and if you hadn't seen this headline, crazy, the ticket prices are skyrocketing. Not a surprise. The lowest price for the game against the Thunder right now to get in the building, $326, the average price. $1,152. $1,152. And then the Lakers-Bucks game, which is probably more likely. Average price, $1,300. Wowzers. That prices most of us ride out. It's after hours, CBS Sports Radio.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or